listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. John the Baptist appeared, preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was of him that the prophet Isaiah had spoken when he said, A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. John wore clothing made of camel's hair and had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. At that time, Jerusalem, all Judea, and the whole region around the Jordan were going out to him, and they were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. When he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance. And do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God can raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Even now the axe lies at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I am baptizing you with water for repentance. But the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand. He will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. Good afternoon and welcome. There's um, plenty of seats in the front areas. So if anybody's standing or there's seats here in the front, it's uh, no extra price. Front row. So you're most welcome. If you don't want to get too close to me, I understand. Okay. So welcome. Um, Praise God. We have another beautiful day and a beautiful day in the liturgy of the church. Here in the season of Advent, it's the second Sunday, and you noticed we've lit in the second candle on our Advent wreath. As the, the weeks go on before Christmas, we'll light more and more candles, and if you have a, a light in your home with like a dimmer, it's like the church and the liturgy, the, the light is getting brighter and brighter and brighter every week, even though outside it's getting darker and darker till Christmas, but the, the light of Christ is growing, and um, we have some absolutely beautiful readings here in the the mass today as you know in the season of advent we get really some of the highlights of the bible some of the best passages and um, it's kind of interesting today so you know in the liturgy of the church the church started to celebrate easter and to get ready for easter there was the 40 days of preparation which we call lent and then the celebration of christmas and to get ready for christmas there's a mini lent which we call advent it's so much better because it's shorter But here we are, and we're celebrating and and getting ready. And today, the second Sunday of Advent, this is the day that kind of feels like Lent. We have the appearance 
of St. John the Baptist. He is a wild man. He is Jesus's cousin. He is the precursor. The, uh, the Jews to this day, they, they expect that the Lord would send Elijah to prepare the way for the Messiah. And Jesus taught that John the Baptist was a new spiritual Elijah. The precursor, the announcer who, who said, I'm not the Messiah, but the Messiah is almost here. I'm a voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way. He kind of looked like Elijah. You know, the camel's hair shirt. Did they have those at uh, JCPenney? No. You know, he, he ate locusts and honey. He was out in the desert. He was a little rough around the edges. He probably smelled like the prophet Elijah. So, And um, it's kind of a Lenten theme. He, he appears kind of fiery. Repent of your sins. And um, so it's a little taste of Lent today. It kind of feels like Lent as uh, we get this beautiful message. And in many ways, it matches that first reading, which is so important. The prophet Isaiah had so many prophecies about the coming Messiah that Jesus fulfilled that some of the early church fathers called the prophet Isaiah the fifth evangelist, right? We have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four gospels. But so much in the prophet Isaiah prophesied the coming of Jesus. It's like he's the fifth evangelist, so many things. And this passage from chapter 11 is one of those passages that uh, Jesus fulfilled. He makes reference to the stump of Jesse. Did you catch that? That's like a, a stump. The Jesse is the father of King David. And uh, even though the, if you look at the context of Isaiah 11, the people of God had become corrupt. They had become sinful. And the Lord God had pruned them. They had been chopped down to just a stump, what appeared to be a dead stump. But there was hope because out of this stump would come a shoot, a little growth, a little branch. And that was the Messiah. He would be in the line of Jesse, the line of David, this little branch, the shoot, Jesus of Nazareth. And then he would come with the spirit, the spirit of counsel and wisdom and understanding and strength and knowledge and fear of the Lord and, and offer salvation and forgiveness and rec reconciliation that would come with the arrival of the Messiah, Jesus. And uh, it's interesting that that stump connects with the gospel because John the Baptist has a bit of an encounter with the Pharisees. So he's out there preaching in the Jordan River, baptizing. It's not the baptism that we have, but it was a preparation for the sacrament of baptism that Jesus would give us with the Holy Spirit. But this is just a baptism for repentance of sins. A lot of people were coming out. They thought maybe this is the Messiah, even though he said, I'm not the Messiah. And uh, in the midst of these people comes the Pharisees and Sadducees. Now we know a lot about them because they were the leaders of the people and ultimately, they are the ones that will butt heads with Jesus. We know that they were corrupt. And ultimately, they were the ones that orchestrated Jesus's crucifixion. And so here they come. They're kind of uh, just seeing what people are doing. They're like, they just kind of get in on it. And they want to get the baptism of John as well. But evidently, for them, it was really just an external practice. They weren't really sorry for their sins because they were so aware that I'm so holy, I don't have sins. That, that was their attitude. And so what does John the Baptist say? Boy, he, he calls them out. It's not too comfortable. You brood of vipers. <laughs> that is not a compliment. Who warned you to free from the coming wrath? Produce good fruits as evidence of your repentance. And um, if not, there will be a, an ax to chop down your tree that's unfruitful. So that, that chop, that stump 
<laughs> chop down the tree, there's a stump. We have a lot of dead trees here on the shrine property, right? All the, the ash trees have died, okay. And so it becomes a metaphor, it becomes a prayer image for us, like a tree that doesn't bear fruit because of sin, because of corruption. And so there's a message, repent, but a sincere repentance. And so just a little word about that. Um, you know, the Lord, he loves us and he wants to forgive us our sins. That, that part is never in question, but we need to repent. Not that our repentance wins his forgiveness. The forgiveness is already offered, but the repentance is the humble heart who says to the Lord in sincerity, I'm sorry, Lord, forgive me. And um, you know, the relationship with, one, with God is the one relationship really where we can't play games. The Lord is looking for sincere hearts, sincere hearts to come out of the darkness into the light. No more games, no more secrets, no more living in the darkness, no more, how can I say it? Like the Lord is calling us away from duplicity to have a, a, a pure and single-hearted devotion to God. And it's really something beautiful. So I want to share with you just a little story from my childhood that kind of, I hopefully brings together exactly what's happening here is John the Baptist has this encounter with the Pharisees. So when I was a little boy, I was quite mischievous. Um, maybe some of you were as well when you were little. And uh, in my neighborhood, there were a lot of other kids. And one of my friends, his parents worked a lot, both his parents. And so um, his parents were often not home. And we would often go to that house to play. We were supposed to be outside. We'd be at his house. No parental supervision. Bad idea. Especially for little boys. Okay. And so we would do all kinds of crazy things. So one day we were there. There's a group of us. And we were feeling mischievous. And there were no adults around. <laughs> so we started, we had this idea to do these pranks. So this is the day before the internet, before cell phones. Remember the landline and you dial. And so we start calling pizza orders to all the homes, you know, but nobody's home. And we'd look out the window and here come the pizza guy. And then um, they would uh, ring the doorbell and, and nobody would answer. And we, would, we thought that was hilarious, which it wasn't, but we thought it was. And then we would call QVC and we would like pretend like we were old ladies and we had a testimony, try to get on the air. Remember when QVC would take phone calls and you could say, oh, this product is wonderful. You know, we, one of our friends got on there and he's like, this product was horrible. Don't buy it. And it was right over the TV. Oh, we were doing these pranks and then we got the idea, let's call a cab. So there were no taxis in my city, but in the next town. So lo and behold, we, we call this taxi to a neighbor. Nobody's home. So we thought it'd be super funny. And lo and behold, here comes the taxi and he's got the police with him. And, you know, we were like, oh, no. And we're just little. We're figured out like, oh, yeah, we're busted. So we immediately run out of the house. So when the taxi driver with the police come onto our street, they see all these kids running. It's like, oh, clearly this is what's happening. Look at these, you know, these kids. And where I lived was only like two doors down. So I run to my house and I get inside and my heart is racing. And it's like, oh, no. We, you know, we're just little kids. And the police, you could imagine, so intimidating. And I look out the window and the police are coming to my house. And so I have this moment and I made a decision. I immediately go to my parents and I make this huge confession. I have sinned. <laughs> I have made a mistake and I'm, I'm, I have this whole act. I'm so sorry. 
you know, I, I wasn't thinking I, my friends influenced me and, and I did this thing with the pranks and I'm really, really sorry. And just as I finish my little speech, the doorbell rings and my parents look and there's the police at our door. And my mother, kind of like a John the Baptist, she says, oh, you're not really sorry, are you? You just got caught. And I just like looked down like, oh, she's so right, you know, oh. And yeah, we got in trouble. Okay. Um, thank God nobody got hurt, but it was just um, what would I like to call now tomfoolery. No offense to anyone named Tom. Okay, Tom tom foolery just being foolish you know um but i feel like there um there's a little something there that reminds me of what's happening between saint john the baptist and the pharisees you know and it's like when we repent of our sins you know we have to be careful that we're not like immature and shallow it's like i got caught i broke a rule but i'm not really sorry actually you know or the fear of punishment Oh no, I'm going to be punished. Let me say, I'm sorry. Like, that's not what God is looking for. That's playing games. You know, what the Lord is looking for sincere repentance, you know, and we have what God has revealed. We have what the church teaches. And sometimes maybe we don't like that. Maybe sometimes we feel kind of challenged by it. And it's like, oh, here are these rules I'm not supposed to break or whatever. And when you grow and mature, I think the Holy Spirit wants to bring us somewhere deeper where it's not just about breaking a rule or going out of bounds, but rather to understand that it is sin that damages our relationship with God. Sin does damage to our own soul. And so not only does the Lord want to forgive us our sins, that's why he came. His very name was God saves, Yeshua, God saves. But it's more than just a forgiveness of sin. It's also a healing of the damage that sin has done. That's the redemption. That's the redemption. It's the healing, the damage that happens to relationships, including our relationship with God. And that's the very thing the Pharisees did not understand. You know, they were so full of themselves and so insincere in their repentance that they get the big call out from St. John the Baptist. You brood of vipers, (laughs) bear fruits, evidence of your repentance, good fruits of, of God's grace at work. You know, fruits of sincere charity and love and peace and reconciliation and all the things that Jesus brings as the Savior. That's the call. That's what he's talking about. That's what the Spirit does according to the prophet Isaiah, this grace of God that comes. Um, So let us allow the Holy Spirit to lead us deeper in our repentance, to be more sincere and humble Um, to allow the Lord to draw us out of the darkness into the light. Um, So I'll conclude by just noting that in a few days, we will celebrate Christmas. And Christmas is just filled with wonderful images and the whole thing with the creche and and the shepherds and the three kings. We remember the gifts that the three wise men brought to Jesus. Remember, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, right? The gold for the king, frankincense for the divinity, and myrrh for his burial, for his sacrifice on the cross. And so praying over that, praying about the themes of the readings today, I thought, well, what is it that I am going to give Jesus for his birthday this year? So on birthdays, we give gifts, right? Jesus wants us to give him a gift on Christmas, his birthday. And it's 
asking the Lord, what do you want me to give you for your birthday, Lord? And what the Lord wants us to give him is our sins. To give him our sins. So I want to encourage you during the season of Advent to make a good and sincere confession. You know, we have confession every day here at the shrine. Many of the parishes are having Advent days of recollection. So if you look at the bulletins on the internet, you'll see the different evenings when all the local parishes will be having uh, penance services. But to uh, invite the Holy Spirit to bring you deeper in, in your relationship with God and to clear away all the stuff that hinders that relationship to allow him to take our sins away that we may bear fruit that's evidence of our repentance. Amen. You've been listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, The Renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. Thank you.